0: Welcome to the HBK High Performance Podcast with Michael B. Ross, a podcast designed to help leaders develop the character, skills, and passion needed to lead fulfilled and impactful lives. Here's Michael. Well, good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Michael B. Ross, and I would like to welcome you to the HBK High Performance Podcast podcast. I hope the sun is shining and the birds are chirping in your life, and I hope all your dreams are coming true. Before we get started, as I always like to mention, if you hear one good thought, one good phrase, one good quote, or one good idea from this podcast, I would like to ask you to put that thought, phrase, idea, or quote into absolute immediate action. It is the application of our education that makes the biggest difference in your world, and I don't want you to be one of those people that looks back on their life with significant regret. The number one regret of the dying is I did not live a life true to who I knew I should be. I instead lived my life based on the expectations of others. Discipline weighs ounces. Regret weighs a ton. Please take the discipline of action and not the regret of inaction. Today, I want to talk to you about the three intrinsic motivators of all human beings. There was a study done, and it it was compiled in a documentary called Happy. And it talks about the three intrinsic motivators. And as leaders who develop culture that creates the growth of our organizations, it is really, really important that we know how to maximize the human potential on our team by developing and setting up a culture around the three intrinsic motivators of all human beings. So today I want to go to the board and I want to talk to you about the first of the three intrinsic motivators, which is everyone has to be developing personally and making personal progress. So meet me at the board and I'll see you there. One of the most exciting times in my life is when I tried out for an NCAA Division II college basketball team. And I walked on, I was in the Navy, I walked on to the team and I made it as a preferred walk on. So I had no scholarship money, but my goal, my dream was that I would earn a scholarship because it was a dream of mine since I was a little kid. So I made the team, so the next key was I had to earn a scholarship. Well, I knew the only way I was gonna be able to do that is if I contributed heavily to the team. So I'd come in, I'd have to score points, I'd have to get rebounds, I'd have to play good defense, I'd have to uh, get steals and assists, I'd have to contribute at a high level. But I ran into a problem, and that was my coach at the time, you know, we're buddies now, but back then he said that I would never see time, that I was there because I was a man of high character, I had great experience in the military, and he thought that would be great to have as uh, uh, part of his team. And so he was he was very adamant that i would never see time but there was a jv squad that they had that i could play on potentially but you know the the scholarship athletes would have first preference so i had a decision to make and it was either i was going to give up on my dream and just go back to academics because i was very interested in my major and i wanted to develop myself mentally or i could give it all i got and i sat down with my dad and we talked through it and We determined that, you know what, that year was the full commitment I was going to give with the hope and dream that I would earn a scholarship. And so I developed this plan and this saying that I wrote and I put it in my locker. And there were 16 people on the team. And I wrote this saying down. It said, I'm 16th out of 16. If I work hard today, maybe I'll move up a spot. I posted that right in my locker and every day I would look at it. I figured I was last on the roster. And so my determination was that I would hustle to everything. I would outwork everyone because there's no substitute for hard work. And if I outwork everyone, then I put myself in a good position to get to where I wanted to go. And so I went and I ran to every drill. I ran to get water. I ran faster than everybody else. If there was a loose ball, I dove for it. If we were asked to do a hard drill I was first in line I volunteered I did whatever I could I built my team up i I was the guy clapping and very annoyingly clapped for everybody and if they did well it was always encouraging I figured if I outwork everyone in the aspects of what it means to be a good teammate and a contributor then I give myself a chance I did that every day for a couple months and we lead into season time and course my coach was good to his promise I didn't see time in the first five games even though we blew teams out you know I I didn't get get on the floor and um, we ended up after all that hard work and discipline we end up having our first JV game and the first JV game we're getting smashed we played the third ranked junior college in the nation And they were amazing. And these are scholarship athletes in the waiting. They were just trying to get their grades up at junior college before they transferred to big Division I schools. And so they're killing us. It was like 30 to 6 with 10 minutes to go in the first half. And my coach finally looks over, and he just points to me because he had no other option. You know, everyone else was getting pounded out there. And I was the eighth person on the bench because you only took half the team. And so I said, you know what? I'm 8 out of 8. If I work hard today, maybe I'll move up a spot. I just kept saying this this mantra to myself over and over again. Long story short, I ended up scoring 25 points. I got 12 rebounds, and I had uh, 7 assists, I believe. And we only lost the game by 5 points, and we were close with about a minute to go. So we came all the way back, roaring back. And after that, my coach said, get ready to play in the varsity game. Long story short, again... I ended up, by the end of the year, I ended up being six man. I was first one off the bench every game. I played four different positions. I contributed at a high level. I was a defensive stopper. I was a hustler of all sorts. I I got tons of offensive rebounds. I was uh, a fan favorite. I brought energy. And at the end of that year, my coach, says to me to come to his office and hear what had happened was other teams in our conferences found out that I didn't have a scholarship, and they were inquiring so they could talk to me because they wanted to offer me a scholarship to go play for them since I didn't have a scholarship there. So my coach offered me a scholarship, and I emphatically accepted because I wanted to be at the school I was at. Well, the one thing I will tell you is looking back, even though it was painful that time, that was one of the most amazing times of my life because I could literally see myself getting better and better and better. And every time I made a bit of progress, it felt so good. And then once I finally got over the hump and started getting into games and contributing at a high level, the euphoria and the pleasure that I felt was second to none because everybody, including me, wants to develop personally. Everybody In your organization, no matter where they're from, no matter what their name is, their background, their heritage, their sex, their color, their creed, they want to develop personally. And that gives us extreme pleasure and purpose. Well, how do you help people develop personally? Well, you as a leader, your job is not to force people to take action but to invite them to be led and not driven. It's a very important statement I just made. You have to invite people to be led, not driven. No leader likes to be a driver. And if you do, you're, you're a bit of a sadist and you know, I would say we need to talk, but the idea of leadership is to be in front and to attract people to go with you. If you're walking and no one's following you, you're not the leader. Now, you could be the manager and drive people to move forward like a cattle prodder. Come on, move in this direction. Come on, get it done. But if people are led, on average, people who are led, not driven, are 46% more productive than those who don't in a study according to Deloitte. So it is very important that you show people in your organization how they're developing personally. Now, how do you do that? There's two major ways to do that. Number one is you have to know their goals. Know their goals. If I were to ask a group of leaders right now, if I were to ask a group of 10 leaders to tell me what their their team's goals are right now, I would bet you that nine and a half of them (laughs) would not know what their team's goals are. And if you don't know what your people want, the chances are they don't really care about what you want. There's an old statement. People don't care how much you know until you know how much they care. And I know that's an overplayed statement, but it is true. So the question is, do you know your teammates' goals? Because if you do, your ability to help them develop personally exponentially changes so you can use their goals as a motivation point for them in your organization if you know your vision and your goals and you know their vision and their goals then you can show how those two align and that is your job as a leader is to say here's where we're going here's how you contribute to this goal And the only way you're truly going to get intrinsic motivation is if they see themselves developing personally towards your goals. And then the second way you help people develop personally is accountability. Another word that people overplay and underuse is accountability. Accountability is not trying to find people making mistakes. And that's often what it comes down to. People who want other people to be accountable are usually people who see other people doing wrong and they're getting away with it. There's no accountability at this organization. Well, the truth is, that's not what accountability is. Accountability is giving an account of your responsibilities. It's, it's saying, or giving an account of your ability that you are maximizing your ability. What I like to say about accountability, it is calling people to be great and not average or mediocre. Here's the facts. And maybe this sounds hard, but the truth is, if people need to be told they're doing the wrong things over and over and over again, or they're being corrected over and over and over again, the chances of them not being a very good fit for your organization is probably pretty high. You need people on your team who care, who want to grow, and then you as a leader need to put pressure on them to be the best that they can be. If you know their goals and it's aligned with your goals, then you need to hold people accountable to be the best that they can possibly be. It's real simple. There is not any successful person in the world that hasn't had somebody come into their life and push them, put pressure on them to be the best that they can be. And what do you say about the person or the mentor or the coach that pushed you to be the best that you can be? You say, thank you so much. You say, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Thank you so much. And yes, there were times I hated you. Yes, there were times you frustrated me. Yes, there were times I wish you'd shut up, but I'm so grateful that you pushed me. Now, most of the time, we as leaders are afraid to step on people's toes. So you know what happens when we don't step on people's toes and hold them accountable? You end up walking on other people's backs. So you got to be careful because here's, here's the facts. If you aren't holding people accountable to being great and they're being, then they're mediocre and we let them get away with it, then that means we are putting burdens on people's backs to carry what they are deficient in instead of pushing them to be better. You can develop the talent that you have from the inside out or you can hire greater talent, but the fact is every organization needs better and better talent as we move forward and as the times change. So listen to me. You need to sit down with your team members. If you don't know your team members' goals, you need to sit down and learn their goals. And if they don't have them, say, you know what? We're going to lunch, we're gonna develop your, some goals for you because I want to see you become everything that you're meant to become it is an intrinsic motivator of all human beings that if we're developing personally we are going to push further we're gonna be more effective we're gonna be more efficient and we're gonna be a great contributor to the organization's goals so please take the time to get your teammates goals and to help each person develop personally and I can't wait to talk to you next time on the HBK High Performance Podcast. Be sure to take immediate action on the ideas that compelled you from today's podcast. For information about the courses, resources, and services available from HBK High Performance, visit hbkln.com.